Whether you operate one forklift or thousands, one location or hundreds, the new My Toyota customer portal can help you optimize your operation and material handling equipment. This one-stop, free-to-use platform is designed to help you take control of your information and make smarter decisions, all at the touch of a button. Register and access your data today at my.toyotaforklift.com. That's my.toyotaforklift.com. Hi, this is Jake Jacobson from Custom Industrial Products, and you're listening to the New Warehouse Podcast. Here's my safety tip for the day. To get a product or material safely to a second floor, stairs are convenient, but they're also dangerous. When the worker's hands are being used to carry the product, or loads up and down the stairs, they can lose their footing and fall down the stairs, causing some real issues with OSHA and with your employee. Do not use a forklift to access the upper floors unless the goods are secured properly to the pallet and the level provides protection against employees falling off the edge. With e-commerce off the charts, many small and growing warehouses are asking, how can I get ahead when my warehouse is barely keeping up? The answer is future-ready warehouse tech from Zebra Technologies. Warehouses can simplify and upgrade all processes, from automated inventory management to hands-free picking with Zebra's tailored, scalable mobile solutions. They're simple and intuitive. There's never been a better time to upgrade for success with Zebra. How can your warehouse get ahead? The answer's in black and white. Get the answers at zebra.com slash the answer. That's zebra.com slash the answer. Fulfillment demand continues to skyrocket and outpace available labor. To keep up, warehouse operators are turning to flexible fulfillment solutions like Six River Systems. Utilizing Six River Systems' award-winning combination of collaborative robots, artificial intelligence, and operational expertise will make your associates and wall-to-wall fulfillment workflow more efficient. No new infrastructure, no change to warehouse layout, easy to deploy and scale, easy to train and retain associates, all at half the cost of traditional automation. Want to take your fulfillment operation to the next level? Level? Go to www.sixriver.com to learn more. That's www.sixriver.com to learn more. The New Warehouse Podcast, hosted by Kevin Lawton, is your source for insights and ideas from the distribution, transportation, and logistics industry. A new episode every Monday morning brings you the latest from industry experts and thought leaders. And now, here's Kevin. Hi, this is Kevin Lawn with the New Warehouse Podcast, bringing you a new episode today. Today's episode is our latest in the partnership with Material Handling Wholesaler for their June 2021 safety issue. And we're going to be talking to Jake Jacobson. He is manufacturing engineer at Custom Industrial Products. He also lended some quotes to the cover story this month for MHW Mag at Safety at Work, how training and technology help achieve those goals. And you can go read that article at MHWMag.com. So we're going to talk to Jake a little bit about safety and we're going to talk specifically about VRCs and what are those and also some of the safety benefits of those as well. So Jake, welcome to the show. How are you? Not bad, Kevin. How are you doing today? 
doing all right happy to uh have you on so so why don't you give us a little bit of information about custom industrial products and and what it is you guys do okay custom industrial products manufactures and installs reciprocating conveyors but vertical reciprocating conveyors okay a lot of people get confused with that thinking that when you put the word conveyor everything goes horizontally right unfortunately we, we also we are the type that go straight up and down which makes life a little bit harder, but it also makes your life a lot easier. Mm-hmm. We also manufacture mezzanines that are recognized as best in the industry. CIP lifts provide access to unused vertical space for storage of material and supplies for manufacturers, auto dealerships, warehousing, and uh, industrial operations. Established in 1995, CIP has grown to its present 110,000 square foot manufacturing facility located on the Florida Space Coast. We're also in the midst of making it a lot larger, mm-hmm. adding an extra 40,000 square feet to us oh, wow. uh, just because we are, keep on growing. Okay, very interesting. And and so you're focused really on these these VRCs, it sounds like, and then what the VRCs go to, which are the, the mezzanine. So, so the VRC, I think you mentioned there's a vertical reciprocating conveyor. So talk to us a little bit more about that. You did say, you know, conveyors are not only horizontal, they are vertical, but Talk to us about that and what's the difference between that and and like an elevator? Well, first off, the VRCs, vertical reciprocating conveyors, mm-hmm. are part of a ANSI standard. Okay. And that's B20.1, the safety standards for conveyors and related equipment. Um, we do not fall under the elevator code, which is A17.1. Okay. The difference between the two two units is an elevator. You can transport people. Mm-hmm. We do not transport people. All we transport or build is a transport for material. Mm-hmm. We'd like to move material from one floor to another and bring it, you know, and if it need be, bring it back down. We, we can move hundred pounds. We can move a hundred thousand pounds. Wow. Um, recently I, I placed, or I was on an install for a unit, up in South Carolina, where it weighed in at 22,500 pounds lifting capacity. Wow. And that was going up 60 feet. It helped the manufacturer or get their products in between floors and get their machinery in between floors so they could repair their production lines. That is not unusual for us. Mm-hmm. We do build, we build units to make life a lot easier. I've got ones in South Carolina that are built on top of buildings. And that was just to facilitate being able to change out motors for their uh, cooling towers Mm. up on the upper level of the building, just because they were so far out and so far or so far out of reach of a crane. Mm. It was the only way to get it down to a level that a crane could actually lift it off the building. Uh. So they, they actually vertical reciprocating conveyors help being able to move objects that are not, you know, normally be, you know, be able to be moved with either cranes, mm-hmm. forklifts, or other items. And as I said, we can go from 100 pounds all the way up to 100,000 pounds. Normal units run right in the range of about 2,000 to 4,000 pounds because mm-hmm. that's what most people need. A pallet loaded down is not that heavy. Exactly. But a lot of people mis- mistake things. 
And that's one of the safety safety uh, points. If you're going to be buying a vertical reciprocating conveyor, mm-hmm. be very aware of what you are moving. People don't realize you put a pallet of water versus a pallet of, of toys. The pallet of water Much obviously outweighs that pallet of toys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very interesting. And it, and it, I mean, a lot of enormous loads. It sounds like up to 100,000 pounds. Is, it's pretty incredible. So I'm curious, too, you know, from a, like a warehousing perspective, manufacturing perspective in a facility, when do you think that companies make the decision, I guess when you see from experience, you know, when companies make the decision to decide to go to go vertical with a mezzanine and utilize something like a VRC as opposed to, I guess, getting a, a bigger facility? Well, a lot of companies do it. Uh, they will plan their VRCs in from from the start of okay. their project if they're building a new building. Mm-hmm. And normally, that's that's when we get a lot of units that we can fit in. It's at, and at that time, it's a lot easier to work with the architect mm-hmm. for us to work with the architect and get a unit in that will satisfy the customer's needs. A lot of times, what happens between older companies and established buildings. Is they've had a problem. Um, either somebody's gotten hurt, or, or over the years, numerous people have gotten hurt, mm. either going upstairs, downstairs, things falling off forklifts. And, you know, it's just a matter of ergonomics trying to walk up the, the stairs and people get hurt. Yeah. And we all know it's, it's expensive right. if one of our employees get hurt. And, you know, not to mention the fact that the employee's hurt, plus the fact that the downtime of that employee. Right. As far as, you know, material or as far as people, you know, walking out in the middle of the day and say, yeah, I want one. Most of the time they're looking <laughs> at streamlining their um, operation. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times it's faster for them to put it onto a VRC than it is to try to lift it to another floor with a, with a forklift. It's also a VRC takes up less room mm-hmm. than a horizontal conveyor. Okay. So a vertical conveyor, it, it's well within a, a box mm. and you can move the same amount of uh, same amount of material but once again it's a matter of what material you're moving yeah. and how you plan on moving it if you're wor- working with pallet jacks mm. it's fine to load pallets onto a vrc lift it up to the second floor and go if you were to go with a horizontal conveyor with a vertical rise yeah. uh, the problem would be that you'd have to offload the pallet to let it ride up the conveyor and then somebody would have to reload the pallet on the second floor exactly. this way you can bring the stuff into or bring the material into the uh, warehouse and transfer it to another floor in one shot mm. it makes a lot more sense than unpacking and repacking the pallet especially if you sell on pallet loads yeah uh, we're, we're big in a lot of different uh, industries even record storage mm. is a, a classic example they they buy some of the heavier lifts and that's because they're moving pallets of paper from one floor to the next and they want to handle them just once they bring them into the into the warehouse it goes to the the lift it gets taken up to the floor where they're going to be stored and they get distributed to their their appointed slots Mm. Uh, the same thing happens with uh, parts companies we do we do auto parts stores and they use it to go in between the floors to lift material up to that second floor just so they can put it on the shelves. And when they have, they need it, they bring it back down that same way. 
Mm. It's a matter of moving material without having to, you know, expend the energy to do it or expend the human energy to move between floor to floor. Yeah, definitely. It's interesting the way you point out that is it's a little more efficient in some ways in, in moving material upwards and utilizing that that vertical space and the space above you that you may not be able to utilize otherwise. So I'm curious, you know, we talk about this and, you know, obviously we're looking at this from a, a safety perspective as well. So, you know, when you look at the, the VRC and you mentioned a few of them already, but, you know, what are some of the inherent safety benefits of using a VRC? Well, some of the inherent safety factors is the fact that once again, ergonomically, you're not going to be carrying that load up mm-hmm. the up the stairs. If you're using a forklift to transfer the material, you don't have this unsecured load up in the air, placing it onto a second deck or onto a mezzanine. Right. Also, mm-hmm. while you're doing that, you have the handrail removed on the second floor, mm-hmm. which gives you a, a fall hazard for, for your people who are right. working on the second floor or the ones who are going to be receiving that pallet. And in between the loads, it's it's a matter of they can they can walk off if somebody doesn't bother closing the gate. Mm-hmm. And I've I've seen it a bunch of different ways. There are safety gates that will protect that area, but once again, I see more just a regular gate instead of a safety gate. And when I'm talking a safety gate, is as you're loading it from the the lower floor to the upper floor, the gate will allow you to load it in, but mm-hmm. ten feet back there'll be another gate that shuts that area off. Okay. And then once they get finished, they lift the gate on the opposite side and it lowers the gate on the side that the forklift just accessed. But I don't see a lot of companies using that because of the fact it takes up a lot of room. Right. And we all know that we're in warehousing space is money. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. Um, as far as our lifts are concerned or as far as VRCs in general concern, we are, governed by the ASME B20.1, which requires us to have eight foot high enclosures around any floor opening. Mm-hmm. And that floor opening has to stay, you know, stay enclosed and, and, and closed off so nobody can fall off the edge. The unit will not operate in the event that the door, uh, it will not operate if, in the event that door is open on that floor. So it will allow that platform to go up or down until you get the doors closed and you're ensuring that the area is safe to move the platform to a different position. If you, you know, if we didn't have that, you'd have, you'd have the same problem. Somebody could walk off the platform. Right. Uh, our systems and our, and our competition's systems all shut their systems down in the event a door is open. That way there can be no hazard. And now a quick break to hear from our sponsor, Supply Chain Mavens. The past year has been full of fascinating and complex supply chain news. From shortages and forecasting challenges, to issues with COVID-19 test components, to the never-before-seen speed-to-market of the vaccine. In the past year, logistics and supply chain professionals like you have been nothing short of miracle workers. Supply Chain Mavens helps your team to continuously improve by developing tailored training solutions to enhance your team's competencies so they can successfully work across all aspects of supply chain. They offer exam preparation for the coveted APIX certified in logistics, transportation, and distribution designation, as well as education in topics across the supply chain. 
Visit them at supplychainmavens.net slash new warehouse to learn how they can help you advance your team's performance. That's supplychainmavens.net slash new warehouse. Now back to the show. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's really important to to focus on that safety as well and, you know, being able to put in different mechanisms, like you mentioned, that to increase the safety of a, a facility is definitely key. So I'm curious, you know, from your perspective, you're you're manufacturing engineer, right? So, you know, when we look at designing a new product or designing a new solution or you guys do custom products, so, you know, when you go to design a new one, how do you think about... Obviously, you're given, I guess, the task of creating a VRC that's going to be uh, functional within the facility and to the specifications of that facility. But when you're developing that and engineering it or a new product, how do you think about the safety aspect of it? When, when does that come into play? And how do you ensure that you're making it safe and that everything will be okay? Well, here at Custom Industrial, what we end up doing is we take a team approach to everything. Mm-hmm. Once a customer gives us their needs and it, you know, it has to be fit to a custom unit, mm-hmm. we'll start designing the unit for its, its primary, uh, primary purpose of lifting a load or lifting the product from one floor to another. Mm-hmm. Once that com- that's completed, we'll start looking at it from an aspect of uh, B20.1 mm. to ensure that we're meeting all the safety requirements as a minimum for B20.1, which is the enclosures, which are the doors, which are the locking doors, the uh, electrically or electrical and mechanical locking of those doors. Mm. We'll ensure that we have backstop devices on it, which is just in the event something goes wrong, the unit will stop. Okay. We also, you know, we we ensure that we we've, we've got over travel protection, and we we start putting in you know other systems that make it easier to troubleshoot. Mm. After that aspect of it, we take a look at the ergonomics of the of the unit and also the OSHA requirements of the unit to make sure that mm. it's going to fit within the area that we that it's planned to go into, and by the same token, it's not breaking any other rules. And, and, you know, with the OSHA requirements, you know, you can't be too close to a stairwell mm-hmm. or it can't be right up against the stairwell. There's there's all sorts of little items that we have to keep an eye on to ensure that we stay within uh, not only the ASME standards, but also OSHA standards. And mm-hmm. within certain states, we have to go by their rules, which some of them supersede ASME B20.1. And some of them are a hybrid of B20.1 and A17.1 okay. elevator code, in which case that's another that's another area we look at to make sure that we are compliant with the area that lift is going into. Mm. Um, you know, certain states come, come to mind, one being the state of Oregon. Okay. They have different rules. The state of uh, Massachusetts has different rules. Now, the, the two states aren't the same, mm-hmm. but they have hybrid rules governing VRCs. The state of Florida, they go straight with ASME B20.1. The state of Georgia mm-hmm. has a semi-hybrid check. But all in all, we have to look at that unit from a lot of different perspectives. Not only the, the fact that it's got to lift and stay together when it lifts and lowers the load, 
Yeah. It's also got to meet at minimum B20.1 standards, next OSHA standards, next the, the municipality, actually the state and local codes that the unit is being shipped to. We ship worldwide, so we always check the codes within the areas that we're shipping to. Very interesting. And uh, yeah, the codes, I imagine, can make it difficult sometimes when you're developing a new product. So I'm curious, you know, how many how many times or have you ever run into the issue where you're you're developing a product and, and you think you got everything and then you kind of are testing it and making sure it's going to be OK. And then you run into a, a safety issue and you kind of have to have to redo it or kind of modify it to make sure that it, it's compliant. It happens occasionally and, mm-hmm. and because we put our, our units and what everybody considers safety, we also consider, you know, parts failure, whether they're safety or not, yeah. are still going to, you know, we, we subject our units once they're built to heavy or to rigorous testing to ensure that they're going to, you know, perform mm-hmm. well throughout the years. Right now, you know, I've got units out in the field that have been there since 1994 wow. and they're still running. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's amazing that some you know people call us up and say, "Well, we we'd like you to come take a look at it." And we go down and look at it and tell them that, "Hey, okay, you may need this, you may need that. It's probably time to do some maintenance on them." Mm-hmm. And they're happier. They're just very happy customers because the unit has has served them well. Yeah. And that's because we do test our units to a higher standard than what's required in B twenty point one. We take our, our, you know, our braking systems for, you know, for backstop devices. We take them to the state of Pennsylvania because they have a testing program. So we, we go through and attempt to get or and get the certifications for our braking systems. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I was curious about how, how that process works. So it's very interesting. And, and, you know, obviously with a safety month for June, it's very important to explore all the different aspects of safety. So I'm happy that you could come on the show and talk to us about VRCs and exactly, you know, how they can be safer for a facility and also kind of some of the safety things that are built into that as well. So I want to thank you for your time, Jake. How can people find out more information about custom industrial products? You can visit us at the at the web or on the web at www.cip-lifts or custom industrial products. All right. And we'll put that information on the newwarehouse.com as well. So to hear more from Jake or to read more from Jake, head to mhwmag.com to check out the June 2021 safety issue and read the cover story, which features some information and quotes from Jake as well as others. So, Jake, thank you again. Thank you so much for your time today. been listening to the new warehouse podcast with kevin lawton subscribe and check us out online at the new thank you for listening to this episode if you want more content from the new warehouse check out our new video series called all hands on linkedin just search for the new warehouse on linkedin and follow along